<laughs> there, there you we go. go. I was not on the wrong button. I was on the wrong screen. Ah. No wonder it didn't record until just now. Yes. We've got to start all over screen. again. We were almost done. <laughs> <laughs> not really. <laughs> All right, everybody, that is correct. This is the show that sounds funny, and we are on season three. Uh, episode number two, I think. Uh, 106, uh, you said last time. 106, yeah. There's my, my notes to work off of. Um, and then what we do, we say this is the week of November 15th, 2022. Uh, yeah, show number two, episode 106. We are two, uh, really? Blind brothers. And one blind sister who tells the way we see it. And I put it that way because although I am your host, Keith, we are missing. Terry's missing. Uh, he must have Jill. a sore mouth today, but I'm here, Jill. <laughs> the absent Terry and the present Jill. Yes. And I guess he may could. pop in eventually, but we don't he know yet. <laughs> he could pop in. He's He has been alerted to the meeting and uh, but we've given him ample time. We are, we've already gotten a late start. We can talk about that in our anchor topic. But hey, yeah, we'll get, we can speak on Terry's behalf and give him his update. He just had his uh, uh, teeth worked on over the weekend. I think on Veterans Day, was it? No, the, on the day after. Saturday. Veterans I don't day. understand why the dentist is open on Saturdays, but he got to eat Friday on Veterans Day because a lot of restaurants serve veterans. He had his free, meal. free meals mapped out. He was going to go to all-you-can-eat breakfast on uh, that morning and then go to, I think, Domino's or some pizza place to get some kind of a free meal and then go out to, was it Red Lobster or something for dinner? I don't remember where all he was. But he'll hit them all because he knows the next day he wouldn't be able to eat. So he wouldn't have that well, belly full. <laughs> I, I told him, you know, if I had an all-you-can-eat breakfast, I would be done until dinner. Yeah, and maybe, and maybe even dinner, I'd be like, eh, not really. I don't know where he puts it sometimes, but then he did have that done Saturday. They had to grind on his bottom jaw. They whoever yeah. pulled his teeth before left a lot of roots. Yeah, they had since... to pull out some roots that the previous dentist just snipped them off at the gum line and didn't bother to pull them out. Yeah, we don't have false teeth, so I don't quite understand all how that works with them. But yeah, he just had his lower plate done, had the implants, yeah. two little snaps put in, which he doesn't understand how they're going to fit or stay. But from what I understand, they do very well. And uh, you can leave them in. You don't have to take them out. Uh, of course, you might eventually need you to you know, brush them or whatever, but get, give your gums a break. But is that is it two little... Um, you know, implants with little snaps on them, and when when it's all said and done and healed up, he'll have a brand new set of lower teeth. Right, and he'll be able to tell us all about it later. Yeah, it's just he's not feeling too talkative. I know he called me over the weekend 
said, my mouth hurts. I don't feel like talking too much. And he would keep on talking. I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm going to hang up now. Okay. Yeah, I told him he needed <laughs> to take a break. I wouldn't want to be talking. I'd be having ice on my face. <laughs> Have a mouthful of ice. Yeah, ice chips or something. Slowly melt away as you let it cool your mouth. Well, they actually they say if when you have that kind of any kind of dental work done and they they've numbed up your mouth, you're not supposed to uh, put ice in there because it does numb you up and you already can't feel your tongue, so you're liable to bite your tongue and not know it till later ah. when you your tongue starts to throb in pain. Yeah, he was telling me that after his surgery, they give him four pills. I think it was two Tylenol and two ibuprofen, and said, "Here, swallow these." And he's like, "My mate, my face was numb, my tongue was numb, and they want me to swallow pills." He yeah, said, he, uh, he had some pretty hefty pain meds. I know that. Yeah, some he said he spilled most of the water down the front of his shirt. And he thought he swallowed the pills, but they had to look in and make sure they were gone. And yeah, he's on some pretty hefty stuff that my wife takes. Wow. So. Yeah, you and me, we're recording on Monday because tomorrow, Tuesday, our regular day, I'm having yeah, surgery. You so. could have the doctor slice and dice on you. Huh? Yeah, tomorrow will be my turn, but mine's for my thyroid. So uh, wow. I'll let you know next week how all that turns out. Keep. So they're going to make it. Gonna, <laughs> they're going to remove it so it'll be an underactive thyroid so to help you slim down a lot, right? Sure, I hope so. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Some it was... people, a... overactive makes you gain weight and that's what happened to me. But some people are lucky and they get the ones where you just can't gain weight and I want that one. <laughs> yeah, you want you want that, that problem, that side effect. Tell your doctor that. I told like, him, I said, can you give me the medicine where it switches it? <laughs> Make it to where it works opposite? <laughs> I would love to lose some weight because it seems like every time I try, I just put it on and put it on. Watch what you eat, cut back, and next thing you know, I'm at the doctor weighing more, and I'm like, I don't get it. Give me the kind of surgery that makes it so I lose the weight, okay? Yeah. I'd rather be a toothpick right now than a marshmallow. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But that's my story. There's not been too much funny happening this week, so this story might not, or this episode may not be so, our what was he talking episode. about while we're waiting for Terry who never showed up here we was talking about something I forget what it was now uh, gosh we talked about all kinds of stuff yeah well we should have hit the pre-recorded <laughs> pre-recorded pre-show or something we should do that sometimes record more than just 10 seconds before we get going <laughs> yeah Oh, sometimes Terry in the mix, he never can tell what's going to come out of his mouth. It might not be family friendly, put it that way. Uh, So, yeah, around here, um, I I guess there was some snow over the weekend. Not around here. It was down in the south. Did you guys get some? Some, I looked at my phone app and there was a weather report in the the 20s, a high in the 30s. Like a, a sprinkle or drizzles that could turn into flurries. I've seen something about somebody around could could have had as much as five to seven inches. I thought that can't be right. Maybe it was point five to point seven because flurries don't oh. give you that much. But there were people around, but we didn't get any here. Um, 
down at Scott Air Force Base and Troy and St. Jacob and Belleville, it all stayed that way, like south of 70. They can have it. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> we didn't get any either, and I was happy. But tonight they're saying it's supposed to snow overnight. We might get an inch or two, and I was like, that's better than five. But yeah, I, I did hear <laughs> this, this could be snowing again uh, overnight. It's supposed to be dry all day, but it could turn to rain or snow overnight. So that'll be interesting. Yeah. Since tomorrow, I don't know yet. Till between three and five, they're supposed to call me today to tell me when to be at the hospital tomorrow. And I'm thinking, uh, wow, why do they wait till the last minute for this one? The other surgeries I knew weeks in advance, but this one, no, nope, we're going to uh, let you know <laughs> several hours before you're supposed to be here. Yeah. Well, so I'm hoping it's done doing whatever before I have to get out there. Although if it's snow, it won't be too bad. The My other drives a four-wheel drive truck, so we'll be okay. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. The other kind of a new thing is we have had a, a couple of teenage grandkids in the house. Uh, one of them decided to go and stay with her mother for a, moving in with. Which is fine. I mean, it, it's her mom, but the, yeah. I, I think she had ulterior motives because she's been caught skipping school, and she's missed as many as ten days. And so, for her to miss anymore, she has to have a doctor's report saying huh. she went, was sick and had to see a doctor. Well, last week. She was complaining of belly aches, but she, and, and she did. I mean, she uh, had some problems where the, you know, she was being nauseous and vomiting and whatnot. I think it was the same day I wasn't feeling so hot either. And so there was, was probably just a small bug going around. And so she had to miss a day. But of course, even though she was sick, because she's already used up all of her sick days, as it were, it would be unexcused unless she had a doctor's note. And we got her in. We're seeing a doctor. School was happy. But then she was trying to say, like, she's not feeling well again. And then her mom came uh, over the weekend to visit. And and she's like, I'm going to be with you. Okay, mom. And so she grabbed her bunch of stuff, grabbed the kitty cat, and away they went. Hmm. I thought, I bet you she wants to do that, not only to be with her mom, but because she can go to a different school, by the way, in Peoria. Oh, they don't live in Springfield no more? No. Oh. And uh, I thought, oh, you know, since it's just sprung upon everybody, that means she's not even registered in school up there. So she's going to be off either all or part of this week as they get her registered. And she's going to have to wait for her, uh, you know, be assigned classes. She's going to have to wait for her records from school here. So it could be uh, all week and maybe even longer before she actually gets into a routine. So she's going to be able to miss more days mm. and not have to, you know, anything to show for it. Yeah. Uh, I bet you she, she's, she's smarter than what her grades let on. She's be pretty sneaky that way. I, thought, oh, I, I don't follow you if you want to be with your mom, but 
that's a pretty sneaky way to do it, if you ask me. That. Yeah, <laughs> these are some choices she's making that are bad choices. You got to be smart these days. To get older, you're going to need that education. Get a good job. Her, her weakness at school is she doesn't like to dress off her PE, but what 13 year, 14 year old does. I know I never liked it, but I did, you had to do it. At yeah, least I didn't outfit. like it, but I had to. I did it anyway. Otherwise, yeah, yeah you get dress cuts, and that draws your grade down. And at, at our school, they were clothes. they were really strict on that. I mean, and especially all about the girls with the guys. It's like you. I mean, you. They they chased you out, and they made sure that you had your proper PE clothes on. Yeah. Um, yeah, we liked bowling and even square dancing because at least then you didn't have to change your clothes. <laughs> Well, I, I, regardless, e even with that, I never liked square dancing. <laughs> I didn't like it, but it was like, hey, we'll do it. We can sit here along the wall. I, never... I, I think I would rather be upstairs playing basketball that day than uh, <laughs> square dancing. There but was the bowling, always it, an everybody didn't have enough people to do it. So if you're in that square, you just like to go to the bowling alley. Just you, you hop on the bus, away you go. You, you bowl your ten frames. You hop on the bus, go back. Yeah. Everybody liked that because a it got you off the campus. B it got you something fun to do. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, but that's some news around here. So we're down to one kid in the house. Hmm. So. It's really quiet anyway, so when he's there, you probably don't even know it. When As soon as he gets home, he runs upstairs, plays his games until dinner time, runs upstairs, plays games until well into the night. Wow. <laughs> he, he's supposed to be in, in bed at 10 p.m., but 11 or 10.30, 11 o'clock, he's still up there stomping around. Ugh, ah, ugh, with his gaming <laughs> Tourette's going on. <laughs> <sighs> Uh, I haven't made that much noise. Yeah, playing a dance game or uh, what is it like the one where they play music and he's got the guitar? Does he have one of those? I don't know that he has that one. He might, mm -hmm. but whatever game he plays, he he gets pretty animated with it. Hmm. And he's always got you know, uh, ah, like his we call it <laughs> his gaming Tourette's, and uh, he's like, I don't make that much noise. And one one time, his dad recorded him. And he's like, let me play us back. He just he listened to himself. He got a kick out of it. He laughed about it. <laughs> you do make a lot more noise than what you think he did. <laughs> That's funny. He's a gentleman, isn't he, fellas? <laughs> that means they like you, pal. Well, but, should we move on to our random topics? We could. We could. <laughs> Uh, since we're, I guess we're all talked out, there's not a lot more that no, I can think fine. of happening around here or has happened around here. So, um, hey, let's um, spin that wheel. Yeah. Hey, look, it fell on. What did it fall on? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, the, the, the holidays. Happy holidays. May the calendar keep bringing happy holidays to yeah, Let's do some holidays. We haven't done that in a while. Because, see, it's amazing how it did that. It fell on a, a topic that we can do without having a third 
person here yeah, to like answer questions, questions and stuff. <laughs> so I got to, it's been a while. I got to see if I can find my, uh, there we go. This oh. month I've heard on the TV is Native American month. Um, I do know there was something I saw this morning. Uh, oh, uh, uh, November is Indigenous Peoples Month. Yeah, well, that's what I meant. Native Americans is how they said it. Yeah, In Indigenous people, Native American, Indians. <laughs> I'm assuming it has something to do with Thanksgiving, how they helped the pilgrims back in the day. That's why they decided to make it be November, yeah. Yeah. It's related to uh, you know, the whole thing is a giving theme where the white man would have died if it would not have been for the Indians. Well, that's possible because they didn't know how to grow, I guess, or what was edible in this new country. And So here we go. November holidays. And, you know, we, we kind of do need to have a, a spinner for a, a, a random day, one through seven. So Let's let me spin that wheel again. Yeah. Three. So our number there is three, and typically in the past we would go from Tuesday to Tuesday. So Tuesday would be number one, and we'll count them down from there. Okay. But that'll be one. Wednesday would be two. Thursday, the seventeenth, is the day we're going to go for. And the holidays. It is the great American smoke out. So if you smoke, you need to put it out that day. Yeah, there you go. Step it out in the ashtray. And let, or it could be great American smoke out. It would be like barbecue outside. Ooh, yeah. In the cold, cold snowy air of November. <laughs> <laughs> That's a die or smoker there. Definitely, yeah. International Student Day. Interesting. Hmm. National Baklava Day. What's a baklava? Isn't that a headscarf or something? Like a uh, it sounds Polish to me, but I don't know. Or Jewish? That's a food and beverage. Baklava? Uh, Jewish, maybe? I don't know. Dessert? Uh, cooking? I don't know. It's it's National Homemade Bread Day. Oh. Ooh, National Hiking Day. So you can hike for some bread and baklava and <laughs> have a picnic out there. Sure. Uh, National <laughs> some, some kind of a health day. I, I'm, oh, National Oral Health Day. I can't hear it. <laughs> Get your teeth clean. Terry was just a little early with getting his teeth taken care of, oral health day. <laughs> Sometimes these it's not that you can't hear stuff, but this, these voices sometimes have a funny way of pronouncing some words. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I noticed that with my words. I always have to spell it. <laughs> it is National Testosterone Awareness Day. So be aware of your testosterone that day. <laughs> Those who have it. I, I guess don't think I got who, much of that. <laughs> I, I guess those who don't um, find someone to be aware with, uh, hopefully you're married <laughs> with them. Hopefully with there. Check his testosterone. 
And for all you kids who don't know what testosterone is, ask your mom. Does <laughs> <laughs> she won't know? <laughs> ask your dad. He might know. Uh, it is National Unfriend Day. I guess that means clean up your social media accounts. Get rid of all those that dead weight in there. People who don't really know. Yeah. Unfriend some people. Um, World Philosophy Day. So you can be wise about worldly things. Yes. World Prematurity Day. So does that mean like infants in the womb, premature? Or sure. People that have babies early? If you had a baby early, this is your or, day. Or just being being under the age of 18 in general, premature? When you're not an adult, you're not, you're a minor? Who knows? It, it can mean many things. <laughs> but that's uh, the holidays on November the 17th. So... Yeah, hopefully he read something there that you all can take advantage of. Yeah, really. Interesting. We haven't done that in a long time. Right. It's been a while. He seems like rather a sturdy young man. A little timid, but uh, well set up physically. Avon calling. Take time out for beauty. When Avon comes calling, use Avon Cosmetics and you'll be enthralling for a pleasure-filled break in your daily routine. It's time to take time out for beauty. Avon calling. Hi, I am Terry Hogan Helsley, your friendly Avon lady. If you need something, we more than likely have it. We have more than just makeup and cologne. Everything will be delivered to your house. So go ahead and go to my website at www.youravon.com front slash T Hogan Helpsley. That is front slash T H O G A N H E L T S L E Y. Thank you. telephone company no it isn't shut off yet thank you well it would then be time to move on to our oh, our news there we go yeah, my first off news story here since terry's not here i think he's out there looking for the fireballs in the sky oh. well, why why would you say that joe <laughs> because he likes fireballs. And because that's what your first story's about. Yeah, my first story. Um, some people seen this fireball. It was, of course, a flaming meteor flying across the sky last Tuesday. Hmm. And uh, who was it? They received over 100 phone calls. The Oh, some people got it on camera. The American Media Society got over 100 phone calls, and this was seen from Tennessee to Michigan. This, uh, and they had an angry phone call from Terry saying, I ran outside with my, with my mouth open wide, going, ah, 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 but it never <laughs> fell in my mouth. <laughs> no. I have a complaint about that fireball in the sky. <laughs> never got any of it. And I, 
I love fireballs. <laughs> but I no, think that's where no he's at. He's out looking. If you want to get Terry a Christmas present or a birthday present, get him a big can of fireballs. Yeah, he'd love that. But that's about all there is to that story. My story says a car reported stolen in 92 is found buried in a California mansion. Buried in a mansion? That's what the headline says. Huh. <laughs> let's, let's see what the story's about here. Uh, let's see. Adderton, California. Decades after the car is reported stolen in Northern California, Police are digging the missing convertible out of a $15 million mansion uh, of a man who has a history known for murder. Oh. <laughs> uh, the convertible Mercedes-Benz, I was, see, Mercedes-Benz filled with bags of unused concrete was discovered Thursday by landscapers in the town of Aberton in Silicon Valley, uh, reading uh, from a statement of police, although cadaver dogs were alerted to possible human humans, none has. Uh, wait a minute, let me read that again. Although cadaver dogs were alerted to possible human remains on Thursday, none have been found more than 24 hours after uh, technicians of, from San Mateo County. Um, prying lab lab began. I can't stop excavating the car. <laughs> There's no body. Uh, it was found by I guess landscaping crews who probably hit something metallic. Like what's down here? It's a car. How'd this get here? <laughs> it's a Mercedes. Who would who would just bury perfectly a Mercedes? And it was full of concrete. Why would it be full of concrete? I don't know. They were afraid it would float <laughs> in the dirt. <laughs> Yeah, it would, it would just float onto the top of the dirt. Uh, I, I wonder if there used to be a pond there, and they were afraid the car would float to the top of the pond or something, because that could happen. And sometimes ponds do get filled in, even yeah. you know, naturally, they can become filled in. Uh, wow. I mean, e either That's... someone buried it, uh, that way it's intentional, or even if there wasn't. Uh, it's still kind of intentional because it's full of concrete. But uh, no bodies, so who knows? Um, That's really uh, strange. <laughs> see, by Friday, the technicians had been able to excavate the passenger side of the convertible, which is buried with its top down to open the trunk, where they found more bags of unused cement. Uh, cadaver dogs were again brought in. Again, they made a pass through. Uh, no signs of human remains. Wow. So, yeah, kind of a mystery. Maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe there, there was some kind of a nefarious activity, murder, but they put the buried the car one place and the body somewhere else. But That could be. It's kind of funny because, you know, usually they put the concrete shoes on the people, not their car. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, sure. This one that I found was about, uh, let me see where it's at, a house in Pennsylvania shaped like a shoe. 
you can rent it for short stays. And at first I thought this was like uh, the old lady that lived in a shoe. They built it for that reason. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. But then it goes on to say in this town of in Pennsylvania, there was a shoe company and it was built um, at that, that place. Hmm. I thought I heard somebody coming in my garage door, but this is Waylon and Naomi Brown purchased this house um, and they remodeled it, but they've left a lot of uh, historical things in it. So if you do stay in it, you know, you can see original uh, shoes that were made there by this company. And hmm. so in a way, it's made it by little elves. Yeah. At one time, the it's been owned by several people. Somebody did have an ice cream shop in it, and somebody had it as a museum with a lot of this stuff. Oh, so she's like little artifacts from the time of being an ice cream place and the other place. Yeah, and then, I don't know why a shoe house would have a stained glass window in it, but it does. And so it used to be a church. It. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah. Actually, stained glass was really popular for a while, way back when. And I think it was in the 40s. 45, I think, is when it was built. Yeah, and if you want to stay in a, something that looks like a shoe, you can have all your kids. Oh, it's only a three-bedroom house, so you're going to have to cram huh. all your... It could be the little no, lady you have that lives the in the master shoes. bedroom and the boys' room and the girls' room. many children. She didn't know what to do. You can have 20 <laughs> kids in the boys' room and 20 kids in the girls' room. There you go. Oh, and it even tells you how much it costs. It's a... Uh, you can reserve this room or this house for $265 a night. <laughs> oh, wow. Like a bed and breakfast kind of a thing, huh? Kind of, yeah. Or I can't think what they call it where now uh, people, you know, they rent houses so when they go somewhere like a, and stay. Like timeshare or something? Timeshare. Maybe that's what it is. Well, timeshare means you, you own a stake in the property. Oh. You, you have, it's partly it's your, your house. Um, but a, a like a B and B is just you just go there and let, like a hotel you just rent it. But this is kind of different. I don't know how close yeah. it'd be to Hershey, but Hershey, Pennsylvania. <laughs> wow. But if you're interested in shoes, so so the, you would have Hershey, Pennsylvania. The mother with so many kids, don't what to do, and then you could have uh, Mother Hubbard that has no kids or nothing but a dog and no no food or something. <laughs> Give your dog a bone. Yeah. <laughs> um, apparently. Maine has begun removing those naughty license plates, I guess, from cars. Um, as I'm trying to find where the store begins, but there's some pictures here. Um, Portland, Maine uh, is cleaning up its roadways by removing those flippant vulgarities from license plates. The state is enforcing new rules to eliminate F-bombs and other obscenities that appear on vanity license plates after the state effectively eliminated its review process. Uh, the state 
began issuing recall letters this month with a few each day. It'll take several months to complete the process. Uh, but the Secretary of State um, is all about free speech, being the formal ACLU uh, president of the state, but she says that obscenities uh, should not be on license plate, which are state property. Uh, and what I would say to those who want to engage in objectionable or questionable speech, get a bumper sticker. <laughs> uh, it's a head scratcher about how descendants of Puritans in a New England state ended up with some of the raunchiest messages on state issued license plates. Well, I can go for that. They should get them. Yeah. I mean, free speech is one thing, but yeah. And put a sign in your yard. That way, I mean, it'll get taken down quicker. Bumper stickers, they're on your car long. License plates are on there for a long time. Yeah, if you yeah. want to really broadcast that message, hey, hang up a banner on your house, like you said. I'm sure uh -huh. the city would not like that, or your neighbors. <laughs> uh, or get a bumper sticker. You could just sell it, and it goes with the car. And the new owner has the problem of, do they want to keep those F-bombs on there or not? Yeah. One notorious uh, license plate, be, start the word F, and it ends with the word U. I wonder what that would be. Mm -hmm. Fart you, fart on you. I've always heard of F and K, fire truck. Fo follow you. I don't know. What could they be talking you. about? <laughs> I'm sure Terry could tell us if he, only he was here today. <laughs> if a listener knows, don't tell me. I don't want to know, really. <laughs> anyway, you got something else for us? No, I don't have another one, but a lot of times when we, we're out going somewhere, George will look at the license plates and make up words to go with the letters that happen to be on their license plates and some yeah. of his come up pretty funny. Just he's like, uh, get freaking moving, GFM. He's seen that on a plate once. And yeah. <laughs> trying to think of words. Why did they got that on there, I wonder? I'm like, well, you know, a lot of times it's just random. Well, I got to well, think of something for it. <laughs> whenever I used to do a lot of driving back, I used to be like a field field engineer or field tech for various electronics things you would just drive and you'd see all these different vanity plates and sometimes it'd be pretty clear what they were there'd be a word sometimes it'd be initials you know and you would like i know it's a vanity plate what are those initials for it if you had somebody with you on on the you know going to do this job you'd, you'd have fun guessing like you just what your husband does with what they were yeah at least the, Oh, had some fun with that. Uh, my very first car, I didn't order the plates this way, but it was PBJ 56. <laughs> I got it. I was like, Peanut butter jelly time. <laughs> Peanut butter jelly. I didn't order this, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, that car would eventually bit the dust. And back then, I didn't have a car to transfer them to because you know, Robin had her car. We just let that one go. Yeah. Uh, we were like, yeah, didn't order that. And then we had another car. It was a big red van. And it was like, it was a minivan, but it was, it was like, it's this, this a big dinosaur to haul around all of our kids. Let's get Dino SR6. Dinosaur <laughs> 6. Dino SR6. 
because we had six in the family. Yeah, it's fun it was, sometimes to get something if you can think of it quick enough. Because I think you can only get it the first time you order plates. After that, uh, it costs you something. I don't know. Now the funny thing with that one is, is there was one day we were living in Altamont and working in Springfield, and we decided to go to Springfield, uh, probably go shopping or something with the, with the mall there. And we had all the kids, and it's, all of a sudden, it's just pouring down torrential rains uh, as we're going. And it's like this huge just water puddles and cars are splashing through. And we had stopped for gas at the, at the pump there. Uh, and one of the kids said something about seeing uh, a news vehicle out. And I thought, oh, I guess we're just out because you know, of the weather. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, later, we saw our vehicle on the news. And we knew it was ours because it was a big, it was a a red win- minivan with windows, and it said "Dinosaur Six on the back. <laughs> <laughs> so our van became famous that day, and it's picture on the news. You couldn't see who was inside of it, but it was definitely our van. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Well, Your vehicle was famous. Yeah. Have you ever? Had your picture on the paper or news or anything before? Um, one time when I got my guide dog, I lived in Staunton at the time, and I was in the newspaper then. And uh, they did a little article because it was something different. I think I was probably the only one in several miles that had a guide dog. Yeah, so, yeah uh, a lot of times uh, they do a press release when you're going back home. Mm-hmm. They'll announce, you know, the, the local community that this new person just finished this school or did this thing, and uh, they'll they'll put it there. They did that when I graduated boot camp. There was a, a press release in the paper. Oh yeah, I remember like in the military people when they come home that you graduated from boot camp or whatever. And they they do that for guide dog school too. They probably did it for me, but I don't remember. I don't remember people commenting about it. I, I, do. I remember it because I told the guy, I was like, you know, when I had my cane, I would walk right. I walked past my house one day and ended up at my neighbor's house. Mm. And so I was like, my guide dog, I just tell him we're going home. You, and he You would mean those me. gay neighbors that would mow their They're yard? on the, the other parka. side. <laughs> <laughs> the, the crazy guy who mowed his lawn in the parka? <laughs> <laughs> you remember those stories. Yeah, that was an old guy. Of course, they've passed away now. Yeah, those, they, those gay neighbors are probably what are you doing here? What's your husband at? That <laughs> <laughs> came to our house, knocking on the door one night, real late, because one of our daughters was with her cousin, and they were throwing <laughs> muffins out the window as they were oh, driving yeah. by, and hit their van and made their alarm go off. And so they called the police and came down and was whoever <laughs> made their did this, they pulled in this driveway. Who was throwing rocks in our car? And we're like, ask our daughter. There's an like, LNA muffin. Holy cow! Made <laughs> her rocks. Off. They were throwing mini muffins out. She was, you know, upstairs asleep. And by the time the cops and everybody got there, but it's funny because we were sleeping. My husband answered the door in his underwear, not knowing who it was. I'm like, you don't answer the door. Like, Ooh, underwear. we like doing this. We like this guy. Came into the door in the underwear. <laughs> we come in, visit. No, go away. We'll, we'll forgive you about throwing those rock hard mini muffins. We had back in the day. We had lots of funny stories. If you look back now, but uh, yeah, well, that that could have been one of our opening classic family funny yeah. stories. But yeah, 
If, if it's and the guy that you that. said that mowed the yard in his park, he came in our house one night. He had Alzheimer's and he thought he was home. Where's my wife? And we're like, probably next door at your house. <laughs> he just came it, in and sat it, And it happened that, that George is mad. You had a, here, you can take her. <laughs> <laughs> take her, please. Take I'm her. done with her. Take her out of here. Yeah. yeah. But no, have... I, I, there was one thing I wanted to bring up real quick before I go on. Is there was a Halloween parade in town whenever we lived there, uh, there in South Arkansas, across where from where Terry's at. And our kids were young; they were all in early grade school or preschool age. And uh, our number three kid, we wanted to dress up and march in the Halloween parade. It's, like, it's going to be like about a mile and a half or two mile walk. Can you make that? Oh yeah, yeah. And we he did pretty good. Until we came up on the last, oh, probably four blocks or so, till it got to the the destination point there at the, the the park where they would you know judge people's costumes and their floats and whatnot. They, they would parade from the school to the park, right? But they made a yeah. roundabout way. Yeah, it was a roundabout trek through town. We got to that last stretch. And he's, I'm tired. Carry me. It's like. <laughs> Okay, but I, I didn't want to like carry him on my arm or on a hip like what you do. I mean, he was only probably three, three or four. So he would he would have been light enough, but he would have been heavy enough to say, like, you know, after a block of this, it's like switch arms, switch arms. Like, no. So I did the, the military thing and tossed him up in a fireman's carry. Cause like, I, I can carry <laughs> like this all day long if you want me to. And uh, we marched. There's like a parking lot where people were gathered around watching and I saw the core of my eye got off the camera and I think about it just somebody taking pictures and we got close to the park or maybe it was all the way at the park and the guy comes up and he says can I get your name and some information from you and it turns out he was a reporter from the newspaper <laughs> <laughs> and we, we were on the front page we were below the fold but we're on the front page and, the next, and what was uh, your son dressed up like? Was it a funny? Because you here's he had some face paint on. I don't remember if, if he was a dog or if he was uh, he was something. It was one of those costumes with with a hood comes up and the face is open and he just do the uh. face. Paint. Um, but uh, it's next Sunday at church. People are like, hey, we saw your picture on our front page this week. What did you do? What did you get arrested for? <laughs> <laughs> It's like, no one gets on the front page one? unless they're being arrested for something. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh, that's all I have on that one there. I thought it'd be funny if, like, you were dressed up like a cat carrying a dog or something. Oh, that would have been funny. <laughs> no, I'm just in regular clothes, just a short sleeve shirt. and. Uh, he looks like the kind of a guy who would. But anyway, let's uh, move on along and uh, do some weird words. Just be me. Yeah, but like I said, we'll go easy this week since it's, uh, what did you say, Indigenous People Month. These are words that come from Indian, Native American, mm -hmm. uh, words that we kind of took over to use. Yeah. But a lot of Ow. these are words that you're going to know. Because it's, you know, some states got their names from Indians. Wigwam. Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> And uh, actually, skunk is an Indian word, but they what? it says it started off. It was S Q U N K skunk, what? skunk. 
Skunk. Oh, yeah, I knew that. I didn't know that was an Indian word here. I thought God named all the animals and I don't no, know. I, I, yeah, skunk is an Indian <laughs> word, yeah. See, I didn't know that. But then it goes on to say words like chipmunk and raccoon. Those are Indian words. Right. Well, chipmunk, but, I'd be a little surprised at, but raccoon, I could, I could see. Yeah, it's given by the Massachusetts people, so they must have skunks out there, too. No, there's skunks everywhere in the U.S. <laughs> Most of them are in Washington, D.C., though, I understand. <laughs> 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 this elected a fresh batch. <laughs> Let's see. Hurry up, lady, and tell me some of these other animals. Everybody shut up. Chipmunks comes from Ojigwa. Huh. Which I think that's the tribe that Sacagawea was from, but I could be mistaken. Huh. Raccoon, moose, and caribou. These are also Indian. Yeah, I knew that. The moose and caribou was too, yeah. See, I didn't know all this. I just figured that's what they were called. I didn't know these words come from. Yeah. Well, I mean, chipmunk to me sounds more like a a British, you know, chip, you know, and monk, two words, you know. And I thought maybe it was because they looked like a monk while they were kind of on their back feet looking at you or something. Yeah. <laughs> Another word here says bayou, and I thought that was a French word, but this says the Indian people, that means uh, slow-moving slow moving water abounding in greenery. By you, well, it's it would be a Cajun word, and that's what I thought. And I guess Cajun is sort of they're, they're not exactly Indian because there was original Indian tribes in Louisiana first, and the Cajuns actually were were French people that were transplanted actually from Maine, if you believe it or not, and they moved them uh, after the French Indian Wars. I think they gathered them up and moved them down to Louisiana. Huh. I'm pretty so sure there's a, history on that. What's that? Hickory is another word. Huh. <laughs> that uh, came from Indian people. And I thought it was a tree. <laughs> yeah. So, so a lot of these really surprised me. Um, scaly bore hickory nut trees. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I thought maybe they were like the, the European name. Huh. The hickory gets its name it's some kind of food that they would take the nuts from the hickory tree. Yeah, there is nuts on them. Yeah, yeah, and they called it hickora, and it was made from pounded nuts and water. Uh, so, have you heard, ever heard of heard of chicory in the Civil yeah. War? That's where it comes from. Is the from the the chicory nut off the hickory tree, and it's a it, they would use it for for fake coffee because coffee was very getting very scarce. Huh. So they would grind up the, the chicory nuts to put into the coffee. To, to so kind of they would drink out. nut juice, nut coffee instead of at first they added it to coffee to make coffee oh. go longer. Like you put breadcrumbs and uh, meatloaf to make the meat go further. Uh -huh. um, but then they got so scarce that it was just more chicory than coffee until it was pretty much chicory. Huh. <laughs> 
both learning something here today. Yeah. If you can't write in the proper way, if you don't know how to conjugate. And then our next word is TP, and of course we know that means they're... TP. That, that's Not when you cold. drink a lot of tea. That's where you go to, to release it. Your TP. <laughs> it's not right. toilet paper. <laughs> yeah. Well, there we go. See, it is used for a bathroom. It's, you got TP in the TP. Why you your TP out? Or, or, or wigwam is another word for it. Yeah. It's just a tent you know, that they lived in. Maybe you flunked that class. Toboggan is an Indian word. Oh, really? It must be like a Canadian uh, Indian type. It came to England from, yeah, like you're saying, Canadian French. But its origin is Algonquian. No, that's one of the New England tribes, yeah. And they would have would have had a lot of snow there, too. So, yeah, yeah. I get that. Um, it means drag, and they would drag sleds, and so somehow this uh, got... There's another Indian word for a sled that you drag. It's called the Akio. Really? Yeah. And we used to pull some Akios <laughs> during our cold weather mountain training. Woo, doggy. Oh. Huh. You, I figured you, you could tell me when you lived in Michigan with all the snow oh, you guys no. had up there. <laughs> and, and Akio is uh, it's about the size of say a bathtub but it, it's really flat if you think of like a saucer sled it's really stretched out probably about six or eight feet long and uh oh. on this little saucer sled like oblong saucer sled you pile in all your gear your tents your stoves your all of your you know camp gear you need to set up a your bivouac site all the heavy stuff even your heavy cruiser weapons like the mortars and the machine guns and whatnot because uh, that way it's easier to pull them on the sled than to have to carry them yeah and uh but yeah you you take the akio you just drag it and if you're going downhill you let it go first and you hang on the ropes <laughs> you jump on it and slide with it you what could Boy Scouts, there's no way to steer it though so you you might go right into a tree or off the side of a cliff. <laughs> what was that on Boy Scouts? You guys would make a sled. The Klondike Derby. Klondike. I was thinking yeah. that was the cars. Maybe that was pot. Well, I guess you could Derby. eat some, some Klondike bars while you're on the Klondike Derby. That, <laughs> that sled is design, designed after like a, a dog sled. Like the, yeah. They have an Iditarod. <laughs> Okay, now here's the deal. I'll try to educate you. Gonna familiarize you with the nomenclature. Our next word here is powwow. Powwow. Pow. Let's go to the powwow. Now. <laughs> <laughs> of course, that's like to meet together, you know, have a tribal discussion or something. Let's see. You learn the definitions of nouns and prepositions. Later, seize your mission. And that's why I think it's a good time. This, this was a, well, of course, it's hard for, to think about Indians. Of course, we're all across the country, but I'm as we get older, I Indians are out west, but of course they were 
Because yeah, this is were... in the Algonquians again in the Massachusetts Indians. Yeah. This was a multi-two-day celebration of powwow. Ah. Would make some sense. Yeah. Kind of like a rendezvous or something, but they're... Yeah. Which is, oh, I think, a French word, but it's it's the word that the trappers would use as they went out west that would rendezvous together, meet together. Right. Squash is an Indian word. Yeah. Which doesn't surprise me because I'm sure that's what they fed the pilgrims way back when. <laughs> hey, look at pumpkin. this pumpkin. Who squashed it? It's all flat. <laughs> Mm, that right, it's yeah. squash. <laughs> Teach you how to make pumpkin pies with these squash and yeah. Yep. Let's see what else. Oh, they crushed. It means, of course, crushed. It's like for if you were oh, yeah. like people who were right. never raised in a sewer. I these word crimes. And of course, pumpkin and zucchini. Oh, I thought zucchini would be Italian. Yeah. It sounds Italian. Right. Somehow, Pumpkin I, know, I can get. Bring it, those Italian Indian. Indians, they must have got together. <laughs> yeah, they were, they were the Italian Indians that the Christopher Columbus discovered. <laughs> like I could care less. Totem is, an, of course, an Indian word because they have their totem poles. Right. And Which you think of more in the Alaskan or, or Eskimo parts than other parts, but I think it would apply to a lot of different ones. And it was uh, started off, of course, the totem poles. It says, uh, let, kind of how we have house numbers, it would let you know the people that lived in this house. I huh. guess they would carve out each person's face. Instead of 908 Missouri Avenue, <laughs> look, there's these faces there. There's 908 Face Street. <laughs> It'd be funny if it was like a bachelor pad and just have one face there. One, on this one guy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the bachelor pad wigwam. It's just a small total pole with one face at the bottom there. <laughs> oh but look, anyway, there's two faces on it. Yeah, yeah look at that. He added a face to his totem pole. But yeah, it was a short list. That was all there was for this. You better slow down and use the right I'm sure there's lots of more. Like I said, states and rivers. Yeah, and... if you were to do do states and geography, you, you'd have nonstop. And yeah, yeah, there's lots of people don't think there. about it. I mean, if you, the states and most of the New England states were all, you know, English names, Georgia, New York, and Virginia. Although you do have Delaware, was the Delaware Indians, and uh -huh. Connecticut is the Indian name. And I think, you know, Massachusetts would have been Indian. Ohio, Kentucky, Tennessee, uh, Mississippi, even Alabama is an Indian name. Illinois but, is. In, Indiana is not an Indian name, <laughs> but oh, it's Indian in the name. Indianapolis, that's what happens when you take an, uh, Indian from, an apple from an Indian. Yeah, he's still is always apples. He's, he's an Indian who is appleless. But yeah, yeah, the Miami Indians who's lived there, and Illini lived in Illinois, 
and then Osage lived in Missouri, but Missouri is an Indian name because uh, the river is called Missouri. Mississippi, of course, Mississippi River and the state. Uh, I mean, uh, there's uh, it, it's hard to think of states that are not named for Indian things. Colorado, Utah. Yep, even though we white people made them move all the way out west on their reservations, there's lots of them left behind. You can tell they were here because all the different words that we use yep. today. R rivers and like Chillicothe is was it, there's a Chillicothe in just about all of the uh, uh, the states east of the Mississippi because like the Miami Indians were, were very nomadic and Chillicothe was like where they would be their capital you know, but where, wherever their their main encampment was that was like the capital you know the center of focus the, the town where everybody went to to meet and greet and powwow together or whatever so there's several of those around because of that but yeah mm -hmm. Indians Native Americans indigenous people whatever you want to call them I mean even though they've kind of been relegated to uh, you know, second-class citizen, sadly, they still had a, a great impact on the character of uh, America. Right. So, so that's word so to the Indians. Yeah. And as Tonto would say, mm, that right, Kimosabi. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry about bringing up those old uh, the, whatever they're called <laughs> stereotypes. <laughs> Uh, superhero. I, uh, I watched a show about superheroes, Black Panther, and I was thinking, you know, how they're making superheroes about every nationality, every color, because there's Asian ninjas. Right. And I was thinking, they need an Indian superhero. And I thought, Long Ranger and Tonto. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> well, I have Tonto be the smart one, Long Ranger be the sidekick, huh? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Not that Tonto was dumb. He was really pretty smart. It just did it, they didn't give him very much to say. No. And the funny thing is, especially on the radio, uh, for, I don't know, from the early 1930s until uh, the radio show went off the air in, I don't know, the late 50s, because uh, it ran even during the same time the TV show was on. The same guy played Tonto all throughout. Huh. And that one guy was a Shakespearean stage train actor. Wow. And all he said on the show was, mm, not right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's weird because uh, Indian, were there Indians in Shakespearean times? I mean, well, it, they did, yes and no. I mean, Shakespeare would have been during the 16, 1500s. 1400, somewhere in there. Uh, so, I mean, in 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue, as the poem goes. So they would have known about the the Indians on the continent. But, they, uh, of course, they would have had the Indians from actual India. Um, so they uh, would have known something about Indians, I'm sure. But, no, I think it, I always thought it was very hilarious. It took a Shakespearean trained actor to say, mm, not right. Mm. Now, mm. The, the reality is on the the cast of the show, he actually played a lot more voices than just Tonto, but people forget that. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, 
he he'll play. Sometimes he'd play a bad guy. Sometimes he'd play a Mexican. Sometimes he'd play a a townsman or something. He played other voices, but he's most famously known for Tonto and his broken English. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, if Terry was here, if only Terry was here, we would have a list. But now he's on our list. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I yes. won't say what list, but he's <laughs> on it. <laughs> so. He made us look a couple of fools, didn't he? The old fleet will be laughing at us. He might be just the man I'm looking for. Welcome to the Retro Radio Podcast. Home of the Retrobots. That's us, David. Kelly. The Retro Radio Podcast, exploring the world of classic radio shows, introducing a new audience to an untapped source of family-friendly entertainment. The Retro Radio Podcast, where new tech beats old tech and likes it. Always family-friendly, always good, clean fun. Be sure to visit the homepage at retro-otr.com. Be sure to leave a comment on show notes, send an email, or sign up for the weekly newsletter. I would love to hear from you. And here it comes. We will kind of transition over to our anchor topic. Anchor topic. We could talk a little bit about computers. And that's what I was talking about earlier, I think, about my computer woes this morning. Yes. We are recording on a different day because, as Jill mentioned earlier, she has some doctor stuff happening tomorrow, and today was the best day. And we forgot about Terry having his thing on Saturday. I was wondering if he'd be recovered enough. And so I kind of slept in a little bit. And I got a late start and looked at my clock. It's like, oh, it's about three minutes until I've got to record. <laughs> and so I thought, no problem. I'll turn on my computer, fire up Zoom, and away we go. I turn on my computer, and nothing happened. I'm like, okay, what's going on here? And I asked my wife, for the screen on? Yep, the screen's on. It's like, I'm, not, I'm getting nothing over here. And... Uh, <clears throat> Fiddle with a little bit, tapped around. She goes, well, well, the screen popped open. I was like, well, I hit a button. So I hit a, hit escape. Well, the screen went away. It's like, okay, well, it's working. <laughs> it's doing something. It's just making no sound. So she came over. I'm going to restart it. So we restart it. Update and restart. Okay, well, let's do that. So we, up, and of course, I have my, my headset. What happens is turn the headset on. And usually, computer comes on and Jaws will say something. Hey, I'm turned on. And then my headset will say connected, and then all the audio will go to my headset. Well, Jaws wasn't saying anything. And when my headset said connected, there was nothing in my headset. Is this? I'm just getting no audio. There's just nothing here. Rebooted, same thing. Like, like what's going on? I, I tried using narrator. Narrator worked fine. To turn that on, by the way, you do Control, Windows, Enter, and it toggles on. And you do Control, Windows, Enter, and it toggles it off. Just in case people want to know. People, that works on any computer? It'll work on any Windows computer. Oh, Windows, okay. 
and narrators are built in screen reader, and it, it does work really well. Just it, uh, not quite as up to speed as something like VoiceOver is on your phone. Uh, it's not quite up to speed as JAWS. Uh, it doesn't have all the the scripting backup and fancy whizbing tools, but it is very good uh, about getting around as long as you know Windows hotkeys. Narrator will get you a long way. In fact, I could have just left it on Narrator and fired up Zoom and did all the stuff and, and just not worried about it. But it's like, I really got to get JAWS going because that's my primary screen reader. And uh, I thought, well, um, I got audio, but I don't have JAWS. And I says, well, it's on. It's in your system tray. You can click it and you get the little menu that pops up. Like, what do I do? I was like, I don't know what you do. <laughs> you have never <laughs> had this before. Actually, not since my kids were young and used my computer a lot. Um, so I thought, well, let's open up my music folder. Just open up anything to see if it plays. And click, it was playing music. I'm like, okay, that works. So I'm thinking that it's got to be something muted. But why can I hear stuff but not Jaws? So I had her, she went to look at the sound settings, and that's where you can set, you know, your headset or your speakers or whatnot. I was like, well, that's not what I need. And we looked finally at, you You go to your system tray in the bottom right-hand corner, which was if you use Jaws, the hotkey would be insert F11. Uh, if you don't remember that, the Windows hotkey is Windows plus B as in Bravo, and that'll open up your system tray access. And you just arrow through until you find uh, the speaker icon, or it'll say, you know, sound settings if you're listening to a screen reader. It'll tell you uh, what your volume is set for, and it was set for you know, pretty high, like 80 or whatever because yeah, I don't have it turned down at this point. Um, but you right-click it, which, of course, with the mouse, you right-click. With the keyboard, you find your um, little applications key just to the left of your right-hand side uh, control key or applications key, context menus, different words for it. Uh, and then you arrow down to volume control. In, in volume control, you have more than just one slider. You have a slider for anything on your computer that produces audio. So you may, you may have a slider for your Windows Media Player that was playing something, a slider for system sounds, a slider for JAWS, or a slider for anything. that. If you have a web page where you're playing on audio, you'll have your, your browser will be in there. But uh, JAWS, we we, my wife says, oh, it's on zero. I'm like, no, oh, we'll move it up. <laughs> <laughs> so she moved it up. I was like, okay, I got, I have audio now. I can hear Jaws talking. And so. You and her make good troubleshooters. Gotta check out every so, little thing with troubleshooting. Yeah. It, it, so she, with that done, you know, she went, went back to uh, take a nap, I guess, because she can't. <laughs> Uh, I mean, she's still recovering from her uh, doctor stuff from a couple weeks ago with getting, having a shoulder replacement and so forth. But anyway, I was able to get on. I looked at the time and was like, 
10 11 it's like <laughs> i was hoping to be mostly done by now right <laughs> of starting and so i finally got all that done got zoom open sent out the the zoom invites and i emailed did not send them and i was wondering what's taking jill and terry so long and sent out a taxi to represent them uh, no response from Terry, so that's why I figure he's just not going to be here today. And then you were saying you haven't got it. It's like, well, this happened before. <sighs> so here's a tip for those in the future. <laughs> if you're using Windows, it's easy in Zoom to uh, you do a Alt plus I to open up your invite screen. You arrow down until you find copy invitation and it will copy you do just the link or the next one down is invitation is the full thing you go to, to your email program new message address who you want to go to subject line type it whatever you want usually a zoom invite is good go to the body hit paste and send it's all there is to that but whenever you have a situation where like Jill doesn't get it. Well, there's no option to text somebody the link. And so what do you do? If you're using a Mac, all you got to do, you have a messaging app on the Mac, and you can just, oh, I can just go there. That's the same as sending a text message. Ta-da, simple. But Windows does not have that um, interchangeability. Because there's no, there's not a Windows phone anymore, and Windows and Mac are really uh, mortal enemies with sharing and their <laughs> information like that. I wish there would be a, a messaging app that Apple would put on the Microsoft Store, but you know they're they're diametrically opposed, like you know, oil and water or something. So what I do <laughs> is I grab my phone. Because whenever you send something, it's in your sent folder. And I use IMAP for my email protocol. So I go to my phone, I pull up my account, and I look at my sent folder, and ta-da, there's my sent stuff. Well, look, there is a message I just sent to Terry in jail. Ta-da, open it up to join Zoom, blah, blah, blah. Here's the link, here's the phone numbers. So you do a select all, copy it. While I'm on my phone, I go to my messaging app. Oh, this from my group message, Terry and Jill. Paste it in, send. Ta-da! But you have to do it that way because you just can't text it. Because Jill didn't get the email. That's what I did. And, you know, Terry didn't respond to the email. He didn't respond to the text. So, once again, he's on my list. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... Uh, but hey, uh, fun with computers and what to do when things go wrong. And Talk because he's a troubleshooter. <laughs> if you have a problem, don't uh, give me a call. Send me an email. If you don't don't know my number, I'll let you have my number. I just don't want to post it on the show or the webpage because I'm going to have a lot of spammers. I don't. Uh, yeah, have well, have me. to call the the number that you got out there. The you can you can call four zero one message. <laughs> Four zero one was it seven five three four eight four four and stop. I think I couldn't. 
but it, that's our voicemail. You can reach me that way and say, hey, I heard you say you're a good troubleshooter on a computer. I have this problem. Well, you only have about, I think, three minutes to leave a message. But hey, let me just let me know that. Uh, and it'll have your number uh, on the caller ID. But if it's not a good number to call you back, let me know in your message. And I will be happy to call you back. So offering that out there for folks who have accessibility troubleshooting. And I've got years of experience, 20 years or more of experience with JAWS, dating back to version 3.2 <laughs> and uh, even Macintosh. Uh, I've used the Mac for oh, about five years. In fact, I have it next to my desk right down here. I was thinking about turning it on and playing with it. <laughs> so I, I don't have as much experience with the Mac, but I can do what I can. And if I can't do it, I do know somebody who can give a call. I'll have to call in to make sure it's okay to pass out his info, though. Yeah. But he knows a heck of a lot more about it than I do. Um, but anyway, there's our fun and hilarity with computers. <laughs> Um, He's been doing everything in his power to impress them with his ability. What's in the mail for today? Oh, just the usual bunch of crackpot letters. What's it say? What? Well, isn't that nice? Here we go. This is going to be it. Hello there, Jill, Terry, and Keith. I have a story for you today. I'm a bartender at a fairly upscale nightclub. One night, Something unusual happened. A gorilla walked up to my bar and asked for a drink. At first, I was taken aback and looked around to see if any of the clientele also noticed this or if somebody was pulling a joke on me. I'll take a martini, the gorilla ordered, shaken, not stirred. <laughs> my jaw nearly hot hit the ground when I heard the animal speak. What could I do? I shrugged, turned around, and make his martini shaken and not stirred, just the way he ordered it. The gorilla reached for the glass stem, pinched it delicately between his thumb and forefinger, pinky extended, and <laughs> raised the glass to his lips to sip. This is what amazing drink, the gorilla said. After a few more sips, the gorilla slid a dollar fifty bill, dollar fifty bill, fifty dollar bill over to me. As I turned to write up his bill, I thought I would put him to the test to see just how smart this gorilla was. <laughs> I slid over his bill back to him with one dollar and change, and I began striping, striking up some small talk with him. Are you married? Where'd you come from? We don't really see many gorillas in, in here these days. As the gorilla looked at his bill, he looked me squarely in the eye and said, It's no wonder you don't have many gorillas in here. You charge $49 for one martini. <laughs> That's yeah. a lot for one drink. <laughs> Sent from Anonymous from somewhere. I don't know. Uh, that's a smart gorilla. <laughs> yeah, sent from that gorilla from the zoo. <laughs> anyway, that's what I got for our uh, 
email. I do have another one or two, but I don't have them handy. I thought I might, but I know. He's so cute. He even comes when I call him. Uh, so anyway, this is where we get into our final thoughts. I do have some of those. Yeah, me too. Why can't you get angry at a yam? Because they're such sweet potatoes. <laughs> Those cute little yams. So sweet. I'm just pondering if the man in the moon had a muscle tick, would he call it a lunatic? <laughs> If you think you're too small to have an impact, go to bed with a mosquito. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. As people may mention from last week, they're they're drawn to a scent, and if you're their favorite, they're very faithful to you. Yes. <laughs> Some days I do yoga and don't yell at my kids. Some days I scream at them while eating cake over the kitchen sink. <laughs> it's called balance. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I want to try to do something different today. So I'm drinking my coffee holding it in the other hand. <laughs> ah, yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of that, my doctor told me to cut back on caffeine. So starting last Monday, I tried starting my mornings without coffee. My court date is awake from Thursday. Wish me luck. <laughs> I may not be perfect, but I'm always me. I love it when I find myself screaming, stop screaming at my kids. <laughs> but that's how I teach them irony. <laughs> how ironic <laughs> they do that. How ironic, don't you think? <laughs> Water is the most important element in life because without it, you can't make coffee. <laughs> oh, yeah. If people were to learn from other people's mistakes, then the people watching me should be really, really smart. <laughs> Here's one for Thanksgiving. Things come to you at the right moment. So be grateful, uh, patient, and thankful. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> a police recruit was asked during his exam, what would you do if you had to arrest your own mother? The rookie said, call for backup. <laughs> <laughs> nah. 
You wouldn't need it, that's for sure. I don't have any more. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll do I'll do a bonus one just for Terry. Okay. Um. Oh, here's a pro tip. Ring your doorbell on your way to bed. That way, it will clear the dogs off long enough for you to get in your spot. <laughs> bark, 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 little barking dogs. <laughs> That's, That's just for one. Terry. He's the sweetest boy. He turns an interesting color, doesn't he? Anyway, that's all we got for today. So this is where we'd like to sign off. This is your host, Keith, signing off, saying thanks for listening. Bye-bye for now. Yeah, when you're out there, leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast directory. And if you stop by the webpage, leave us a comment on any of the show notes. Send us an email using our contact link. And uh, to tell us your own uh, funny family classic life story or if you have a, a favorite um, thing that you want to ask us about being blind or a funny news story or anything that sets your mind that we could talk about. We would just love to hear from you. Yeah. And maybe Terry will come back and tell us all about his adventures. <laughs> his adventures and his teeth problems. That sounds funny. TSF at that sounds funny.com. That sounds funny.